Hey, do you watch wrestling? With all our hearts, with our minds and our souls, we stand together united. For we are the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. And that includes you, my friend. This is Wrestling Matt McCarthy with me, professional wrestling Padawan Tom Sibley. What's going on, guys? We're here. Across the ring from him, professional wrestling encyclopedia, the man with the master plan, Vince Averill. Good to be here. This is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. We are here each and every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. 3.16 a.m. on the dot. We Watch Wrestling. Go to WeWatchWrestlingPodcast.com. That is the hub. That is ringside seats. That's everything you need. Go to FeralAudio.com, our proud network provider. Uh, we've got on our on the uh, 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 tweet at us at WeWatchWPodcast. W. What does the W stand for, Tom? It stands for the classic New York hardcore band Warzone. I'm sure there's a few Mets fans that are Warzone fans. New York Hardcore lives. Don't forget the Thank struggle. you, John Brenner. Don't, don't forget, forget the, the streets. streets. And don't sell out. And don't forget your roots. Uh, email us, wewatchwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. Pro Wrestling Tees slash We Watch Wrestling. T-shirts galore. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. It is the most important thing that you can do. And and don't just, that is not lip service. We've spread the word. We, we, we're getting the word out there. That also just, you know, people looking. You know, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on we're on Blueberry, Blackberry, everything. If, if you have problems with any of those, just go to the website, wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com. All the we fruits. put up a direct link. Yeah. And the, the rate and review thing, that's no joke, guys. Don't sleep on that. That really helps the boys. So if you want to throw a few reviews up a day for our sake... Five-star reviews, that's what we're accepting at this time. Holidays are coming in hot. You're going to hit that Amazon banner real hard. That's right. We got an Amazon banner on the side of the website. doesn't cost you a dime. All the money goes into our pockets from Amazon. Whatever you're going to be buying on Amazon, just just go through our banner. And then whammo kablammo. It doesn't cost you anything. Facebook group. If you want to know where the party is, guys, find your way over to the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I mean, it's it's uh, as of uh, earlier this week, it was uh, 500 members. 500 members. Can you believe With that? I can't even keep up. There's uh, there's so much discussion happening. People are making friends. People are you know finding each other in different cities. What I really liked was Vince said this is the official Hell in a Cell thread. Well, that's because somebody asked for that. Somebody said, "I don't want to." Uh, can we prevent spoilers by having one pinned thread where everyone? Oh no! Shit! Is we, that why you did that? Yeah, that's oh. exactly right. And that then I did it for Raw. That's such a too. great idea. Yeah, that's such a great. I apologize. Idea. I don't remember who made the request, but. I was partying on that thread for Hell in a Cell. I had my laptop in front of me. I, I had did. friend of the show, Zach Sims, sitting next to me. We had some Doritos. and uh, Typical. We were having a great time with everyone. The, the message board practically... I mean, the, the thread practically shut down when Del Rio came out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've had three days. Yeah. And if you didn't know that by now, Ain't nothing I can do for you. Ain't nothing I can do for you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beyond me 
to complain that a podcast where they discuss wrestling would discuss wrestling. Mm. But everyone out there, for the most part, is like, yeah, of course. But there's definitely one guy that's like, oh, thanks, guys. Really? And I didn't know Del Rio came out. Right. And without shame, I say, fuck that guy. <laughs> because th- what did you tune in expecting us to talk about? Uh, I mean, the I, Mets. I was uh, I was pumped up one that they they brought Zeb out, and so everyone, of course, thought it was going to be Swagger. Oh man, I was I was really bumming. And then as soon as it wasn't, it was I was already dreaming of the promo that Zeb was going to cut. Yeah, because he had just he he had just flipped completely flipped right. He, yeah, right, which is perfect because you know you get some of these people that they're so smart and they smell their own farts and they fucking they complain about everything. They're like, well, it makes no sense. Why would it? It makes perfect sense. He's a heel. He's a complete fucking hypocrite. And the, my only uh, issue with it was then la- uh, on mm-hmm. Raw, the the one little thing he got, little backstage interview he got, it didn't. It was okay, but I'm looking. For, I hope. He but gets didn't a you appreciate more... when Del Rio called uh, Neville uh, uh, like yeah. a, an immigrant to <laughs> yes. this country? How yeah. dare he come here? <laughs> I like that they're, they, they've got the Mexican American flag sewn together yeah. as one. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, they've, but their own they have their own country. So is this? A face turn for Zeb? No. 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 no, no Del Rio no. is a heel. Right. I mean, despite the reaction, I mean, he's. It was his big return. It's Los Angeles. It, people were going to cheer him no matter what. We'll get there. We'll get to him being, you know, I, I mean, he's. Yeah, his him being gone and coming back and people were excited. But but he's he's a heel and he will. He'll get there. Yeah. So there's no, like the, no doubt are they building up to a babyface run because they are desperate for a Mexican star. Zeb on the rascal's perfect. I mean, I, I, I just, leg injury. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. But yeah, I mean, it, it almost it's funny mm. that they use Zeb almost as a teaser for like to fuck with us. That one of their own people, right. Jack Swagger, it would be so disappointing if he right. came out. <laughs> right. But the it, swerve was we were going to be disappointed. Yeah, they're swerving us, right. but it's like one you're swerving guys. us with your own fucking guy that you right. can't do anything with. The king of superstars. But it was great to see Del Rio come out. And it shows the strength of Lucha Underground because he goes over there. He's a fucking god. And then they're like, well, we want him back. Yeah, they always want Del Rio back. back here. You know, it was you know, I mean, the circumstances of him being fired. You know, he slapped uh, some dot com guy or whoever, where, where whatever department he worked in. Nobody liked that guy, and he wound up. He's not with the company anymore anyway. Wasn't he talking shit on Mexicans? He's talking shit on Alberto specifically, but I believe said something along the line like he didn't clean up his shit from his table in catering, which is major heat in that place. Much like anything you can do is major heat in that place. Yeah. But uh, I believe the story goes, somebody said, aren't you going to clean up your plate? You know, aren't you going to clean up your shit? And he goes, ah, Alberto can do that. Oof. And was Alberto sitting there or did he hear about it? He's like, be right back. I got to go slap that guy in the face. No, I think he was right there. I think I think this guy had maybe fucked with him before or something. But the, but the tweet of the century was oh, yeah. on Sunday night. Someone asked, like, well, who who should now chase Del Rio for the U.S. title? And Lance Storm said, I don't know, maybe the guy from catering. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Why would you fuck with Del Rio, a guy that's shown up to pay-per-views with a black eye that he got in a bar fight the night before? You know, people think that they're hot shit. 
God, I just. I, just, I mean, Del Rio did get fired. Right. Yeah, but, but now you can tell back. that it was definitely like Triple H is like, look, once this blows over, we'll bring you back, you know, type of thing. I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. So that so Del Rio gets the best of both worlds. He gets to go be the top guy at he's, a new promotion. He's still the Triple, mega champion in Triple uh, A. Yeah. So he has Which to, then I got, said it's pretty sweet to be Alberto Del Rio. He should have come out with a garbage bin and dropped it, you know, <laughs> on the air. Now, this totally means he's done with Lucha Underground. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, um, as much as they announced Lucha Underground coming back, here we are, moments from November, and they said they were taping in November, and there's been nothing, no word. Right. So who knows. I was uh, researching the location of a stand-up comedy show that's happening tonight, uh-huh. and uh, it's right by the Lucha Underground Little Theater. Boyle Heights action, huh? What's but, in, it's in Boyle Heights? Um, yeah, but um, it's on the my maps on my phone. Like it's it's a landmark on the phone. Uh, it says like Lucha Underground, you know, Temple. Oh, that's hilarious! Isn't that cool? Yeah, I mean, Google Maps is getting kind of scary. Like, when I open my Google Maps now, it'll be like, oh, you have this show you're going to on this date over here at this time. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Matt sent me the address earlier to to us, the, um, to the Cool uh, Ranch Doritos. To the, to the Cool Ranch Doritos Memorial Coliseum. Coliseum. And it was already in the maps. Like, I, I copied. I was trying to bring yeah. it over. It was already there. Well, yeah. But it wasn't was, there before. All you had to do was just click on... The hot link that was in the text. And I know. It, and it would have jumped to that app. But because you sent it, it was already in the bin. Wow, that's fucking insane. Because I'll go into my calendar and, and it starts pulling dates from emails now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the shit that scares me is I'll text maybe like my girl and be like, hey, do you want KFC or something? And then on my Facebook will be a KFC ad like right. within an hour. Oh, shit like that. Absolutely. That's like, a, that should be separate, a separate right. thing, right? No. I looked at, you know, I bought a pair of Jordans yesterday. No big deal. No big deal. Vince has rubbed off on me. He helped me. I, I, I sent him pictures. Who? What? Do not. Yeah, you, you're, you're rubbing off on you. me. You did it right in my All face right. and my hair. No. Um, Tom Sibley. And as soon as I, I, I bought a pair of Jordans, Size 12s, if anyone wants to send me Jordans, that's a shot in the dark. But that now every ad that comes up anywhere on my phone, it is all for sneakers. And Wait, stuff did like you that. buy them through Amazon? No, I bought them through Flight Club. But you bought them online? Yeah. All right. Conspiracy theory. I would have been, because it's, it's already depressing enough that everything's connected and Big Brother's watching every move you make. But it would have been unsettling if you had gone to the store and then the internet already knew. What the hell oh, is I don't, that? I don't think that's too far off from something. It's, not, it's probably not. They're just holding back because it still freaks old men like me out. Well, it's like Facebook asked me for my phone number. Like, they don't already fucking have it. They know Oh, they my God. It. They just want permission to blast it everywhere. I, I'm, I'm flying out on uh, Friday night. It's, it's already in my calendar. I did not put it in my calendar. Right. I also had a stand-up schedule um, online. And I kept putting my flight instructions for like when I was going home to visit my parents on the schedule. Mm. Really missed Xavier, man. He was. Uh... <laughs> I can't wait to read the breakdown of this. Then they talked about the internet for five minutes, ten minutes. Oh, they're scared. 
Uh, I love that picture of Xavier on his bed with gauze wrapped around his stomach, crying, but putting up the unicorn thing. Yeah. And just the idea that he woke up the day after his wedding, or maybe the morning of, and was right. like, hold on, I need you to take a picture of me. Kayfabe, honey. <laughs> Kayfabe. Mrs. Mrs. Woods. Well, this, the, the, the horn uni- can help. Like, if, if, if you have a buddy that's struggling, and you're outside of the ring, and you put it up, it'll help Kofi or mm-hmm. Big E. So, you know, maybe he was just trying to help himself. I fear the end of the trombone, because the trombone came out at Hell in a Cell and was quickly vanquished. Right. Well, I mean, that's the way McMahon operates, whereas it's like... I mean, it, It's like... I, I felt like they still had a little mileage with that thing. Absolutely, but the turnover in the old man's head, he's like, well, goddamn, we've seen it. What's the next thing? So then they're like, well, now we're unicorns, and now we're doing this. It's like, all right. <laughs> I think once Xavier comes back, he'll come back with a brand new, better... Oh, the baritone sax. Yeah, <laughs> that would be super funny. Got him a better instrument. Dude, Biggie was so fucking funny on Raw when they were coming down. He's out of control. Talking shit on Roman Reigns. Well, and this is nothing that wasn't discussed on the Facebook uh, page, okay, because <laughs> this is where we're at now. But Raw was great because it was just mostly just wrestling. Like, they did all those matches to determine the number one contender, like it or not. Yeah. It was like it, there were just fucking good matches, and it was a wrestling show. It was awesome. And Cesaro, forget about it. Well, he was a Man, house that, of fire on Sunday. That that oh. pre-show eclipsed the show. He was a house of fire. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. And as we talked about via text message earlier today, he was wearing a sweatshirt that said Cesaro Wrestling. And like I said, I thought it was called Superstarring. But apparently, mm-hmm. it's called Wrestling. He's well, just going for he's he's got nothing to lose. Cesaro, he doesn't. That's the just just it. What are they gonna do? Me make me job out to uh, Kevin Owens? Yeah. What are they? I've done it. Bury him more. It wasn't lost on me that in that first episode of Breaking Ground, that all the coaches and, and trainers were very careful to say sports entertainment, sports entertainment, and then William Regal's doing promo class, and he's just like, just says straight up pro wrestling wrestler. Willie Regal don't care, man. Wait, William when he's Regal doesn't the, care. When he's that? teaching the boys, he's saying... He, well, yeah, just in his in his part, like, you know, Albert and Sarah Del Rey and them, like, no no one used the word, like, wrestling or pro wrestler. And then William Regal, you know, he just... Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that was... Uh, whenever, whenever they show promo class, I just get really uncomfortable. It is yeah. very uncomfortable. When they're just, like, up there cold and... It, and you know a lot of it. I mean, whether it's even possibly good or not, it still just is. It feels very it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Really hard for me to watch. I get very uncomfortable. You should watch that Breaking Ground. It's good. I know. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was too busy watching the Brock interview. Um, Baron Corbin just comes off like a dick. But yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's by design, or maybe it's because he's a dick. I also don't. I mean, I haven't to this point really. Uh, taken to, to Baron Corbin. He's not... No, he doesn't do anything for me. Who's this fella? Baron Corbin? He uh, he used to be a football player, and they're very high on him just because he's big. NXT guy. But uh, he's, he's you know, he's been in the business as long as they've had him at NXT, so he's, whatever, two, three years in or something. But he's he, he, It's a long way to go. He's got the height, but he's not... Uh, <clears throat> he's just yeah. got he's devoid of personality 
You know, like I'm just supposed to be impressed that he's big, which is just very much that, you know, WWE Stone Age mentality. I, I did love when Albert was like, "You are you doing abs today or something like that? Because Baron Corbin does have that like belly button that looks like a, a closed mouth. I just can't believe that they're I love, still there was, harping on the big, like the idea of the big guy being what we want to see. Yeah, well, there it's the 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 company is run by old men who are isolated and surrounded by toadies who are going to tell them what they want to hear, and who love big, gorgeous, muscly men. Yeah, I mean, it, it, watch if it, it. You know, I could find old episodes of WWF superstars, and the the like, specifically matches with Virgil, who was didn't know. A fucking wrist lock from his asshole, you know. Didn't, didn't make like a tree. Exactly. And get the hell out. Of make here. like a tree and get the hell out of here. Didn't know his. I mean, it, it was just beyond. Like, so so. Of course, the internet is is abound with salacious rumors of how he got and stayed having a job there. But my point of bringing it up is. McMahon on commentary wouldn't won't shut up about the fit. Oh God, look at the physique on Virgil. Sounds like Arnold out to dinner, man. Oh, yeah. God, look at the body on Virgil. And the irony is, the biggest breakout star of the past few years in professional wrestling was a guy that was under six feet, who clearly didn't use steroids and had a big bushy beard. I'm talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> no, um, Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go, guys. I'll see you later. Right. But then at the same time, the company, you know, did everything they could to bury that fucking guy. Yeah. Because they're like, no, it's John Cena, the the Greek god with his fucking, you know, impeccable muscles and goddamn, you know, they're, like they're still pushing Seamus, I guess. Mm. I loved when Cena came out on Sunday. That was great. He did the Drake dance. He was loving that people were saying he sucked. He's like, I'm about to have two months off. I don't yeah, give up. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Couldn't give a I'm fuck. I'm about to lay down clean. I don't I'm already on vacation. He's like, I'm just going to run the ropes, fall asleep in the ring, see ya. I'm going to go home and blast Nikki Bella. What does he care? Lucky, lucky dog. He's like, no, 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 Nikki, just just stay on the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's better for you to stay on the no, road. No, you know what, Nikki, I'm that's gonna fine. I'm, I'm going to be working. I'm not going to be working. I won't have any time. You just you just keep going from city to city every single week. Just don't God ha- bless. Don't hang out with anybody. Keep it in the ring. I'll see you when I get back. I'll see you when I get back. The best part of that breaking ground thing, though, was Baron Corbin was eating. It looks like they all—they're all Chipotle marks, so they're all just sitting there <laughs> eating Chipotle. Well, and you he, can get double chicken at Chipotle, or you know, quadruple chicken at Chipotle. Sure. So then, uh, you're talking to a Chipotle mark right here, of course. Tom Twice a week, the, at least. Fucking one direction, straight to the Chipotle. I had it last night, and right. I let myself go a little bit last night. I got uh, the carnitas and a little bit of uh, sour cream and a little bit of cheese. Moving on. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, it was really good. So, Baron Corbin is eating his fucking Chipotle, and uh, what's his name? Mojo Raleigh walks in. Yeah. Just breaking balls he's like yeah eat that food work that for it bro. yeah yeah eat your food yeah just walk just i mean it's just like what a great glimpse into just 
pure locker room ball breaking. Now I haven't seen it yet. And Are Corbin's they- just sitting there, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna we'll enjoy it. it. <laughs> yeah, eat that food. Yeah, yeah, enjoy your food. Are they eating a lot on that show? No, that was the only time you saw somebody eating. Really. Well, no, then they then they're in the car. Corbin and uh, and his girlfriend's in the back seat, and Norman Smiley's riding yeah. shotgun. I feel like him and his girl ate their Chipotle on the way, and then he ate when he got there. Because Norman Smiley's then chowing his fucking Chipotle. <laughs> they have a meeting, and everyone's just sitting there. It's a real serious meeting, and then someone slowly brings up a Chipotle bowl <laughs> and starts eating it. It seems. Cr- I mean, I guess it's possible. It seemed crazy to me that they were like all around the ring before the show starts, and that's when they find out if they're on the show or not. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't it be with professional wrestling till the last possible second? Because they don't know out? what's they don't know what's going on at Raw till they put it on the big board, you know. Yeah, but it's I mean, but it's just a house show for NXT, and it, it seems like it would behoove them to just be like, "Hey, you are working this weekend, not necessarily what you're doing." But no, no, you you better show up, even if you're not well, working. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it's like that, isn't it? Like, yeah, always like you're always there. Because it's one of those things where it's like somebody drops out, somebody gets hurt, some big wig wants to see some new guy work, find somebody to work with them. All right, we'll grab so-and-so. Fucking Jerry Lawler has his gear, you know? Lawler. I'm sure, I'm sure Brooklyn Brawler brings his fucking gear to TV. But the other thing is, later in the show, you see Sarah talking to the 19-year-old girl, and they're talking about a show that's coming up. And she's like, "Yeah, the match got changed. You're not going to be on the show anymore." You know, that's why I'm just like, what, "Right, it's I've, different than Raw. It's it's just like you know, but yeah, I, whatever." Tommy, but it is it is also done for the cameras. Wait, I get for sure. I imagine that Jerry Lawler sometimes at home, mm-hmm. he'll like sit down what he thinks is only going to be for a minute on his couch, and like we'll sit there and stare off into space for like a couple hours. Did you guys see the end of him and uh, uh, Terry Funk's match from? Wait, is there a video weekend? of it? There is a, a a video. Shut up. Because Lawler throws a fireball, and that's how the match ends. He fucking like connected through the fireball in Terry Funk's seventy year old face. Wait, wait, this isn't an old thing. They just no. Had a match th- this like is last like weekend. This, this past weekend. What the hell are they doing? I feel like it was. It must have been in the update a couple of days ago or something. Maybe. In fact, there's a great thing in the update uh, yesterday. That is um, some some YouTube thing like ten minutes with somebody and, and it's uh, Meltzer, and they go into this rapid fire and they're like peanut butter and jelly or BLT. He's like BLT. And they're like <laughs> they're like why? He's like I, I've never been a peanut butter guy. <laughs> Shit I, like I, that. I, 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 I <laughs> so, don't like peanut butter. So many. He's so fucking high strung. That so guy. many good questions. It's it's almost impossible to listen to their little radio show because it's like God forbid Alvarez says like like Meltzer has to correct every. It's so bizarre to me that like the times he does make jokes because he is such a humorless man. Like he's like I, no no it was a it was a disqualification no, no well I, I, it, it was it was a count out. Can you give me a, like an example of a Meltzer joke, even if it isn't an actual one? He said, "Get an idea of well, one." It's just will. like, yeah, it's just like when a wrestling fan is being intentionally difficult. You know, like, oh well, I, I, I guess he's got to leave the territory then now, right? Because that, well, that's what happened to, to you know, I can't yeah. even think of a, I like bad example because it's not even example he gave, but it's just like, 
I, well, well, when Sasha Banks did that, she had to leave the company. I, I guess she's got to leave the company now. Right. Yeah, just that, like a sort of a, a snide. You're just of. like, stop. Yeah, we get it. We get it. There's you found a fu- oh, you're the only one that noticed this inconsistency. Yeah. Just fucking come on. The Lawler Funk Fireball. We you should take a look at. I'm it. trying to look. All does, I can. Does Funk want to die in the it. ring? How often is Funk wrestling? He might. Not that often. This was a... He's got nothing to do around the double cross. Come Jerry on. Lawler fireballs Terry Funk. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Yeah. Come here. Step around the machine. Have you seen this? I have. It's worth seeing it. it, it the, it's also... It's a, it's a minute or two long, and you see the ref give Lawler the, the shit. Oh, brother. That's a lot of empty seats. Oh, see, I thought this was the empty arena match that they had. This was this is just an indie show. Oh yeah. man! So watch here; there'll be an interference, and then the ref so will yeah, come he's over getting it ready. Listen, oh, you already gave it to him. They both look very much their age. Boy, I hope this cameraman stays in the fucking way. Oh, it's still fun. Come on! Oh, his face is on fire. He burned him, mommy. He burned him. There's two fireballs. There is the initial fireball from Lawler, and then the fireball that's coming off Funk's face. Oh, brother! Went a little heavy on the uh, the, the powder. Ah, oh, Terry. The flash forever, <laughs> literally forever. Well, there was that. I'm um, fighting Cherry Lawler, and a loser takes a fireball in the face of an empty arena match. Might have been the last November for, to remember the one that I was at in Chicago, where beforehand the Sinister Minister was practicing throwing fire and burnt like a. Like fucking wrecked two of his fingers. Ugh. Had to go to the hospital. Didn't even do the show. Ugh. Tommy, uh, you got something in the mail here. Oh, mailbag, brada, mailbag. The it's, squeaky oh wheel gets God. a Roku. A Roku streaming stick, tiny stick, big entertainment. Who did it come from? I, I can from Regina? Does she that? feel bad for you? Who, who sent it? Who's this? It says for Tom. Like the Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> oh, poor Tom, right? Dearest Tom. Sincerest apologies for not including a Roku for you the first time around. Dot, dot, dot. Blame Vince. Yeah, transfer the heat, Sakuzo. Mm. Sure. However, I'll take this opportunity to share my appreciation for uh, the role you play in the Triple W universe. There, oh, oh, is he going to compliment me? Please. There comes a time in every professional wrestling fan's life where they themselves are a Tom Sibley discovering wrestling for the first time. Kudos to you for embracing and discovering the secrets of the beautiful art known as pro wrestling. We watch wrestling wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you. Remember to stay you. You body mark you. Stay gold, boy. Rob Sacuzo. Thank you very much, Rob Sacuzo. Rob Lobster! You have such uh, distinct penmanship as well. Rob really? Lobster 43, man. Hell of a guy. Right. Yeah, Rob Lobster 43. Follow him on anywhere you can. And I'm so grateful for this Roku stick. This is fucking cool. as got porno channels on there for you? I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I'll be able to find one or two. HBO, go. Oh, don't rate no, the box. Hulu Plus, <laughs> Netflix, no. Pandora, Watch this, ESPN. We literally there did this last There doesn't come a time week. in every wrestling fan's life when they got to act like that. This is the best. Yeah, the Roku, now that Tom's finally got one, we, I can say it without fear of, uh, you know, a, a glare. The Roku is so much better than the Apple TV. I mean, you can't stream, you can't bounce the, yeah. you know, MacBook onto it. You can't mirror that shit. But, I mean... It's just it's 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 got the um, my Apple TV only has 720 HD 
This Roku has what is it, 1080? Yeah. Because I remember being at your house once, and we're, we're, you know, we put on you put on like Rockford Files or something after, and I was just like, why does this look so fucking good? And mine looks so shitty. I think part of it is you have like the very first Apple TV. Yeah, I have the first or second one. That one I got in the 2010. End of 2010. No, no, no. Jesus Christ. I got this Christmas 2009 mm. when me and Nick Stevens hosted the Action Pack on wow. AMC. That was a gift from AMC. Oh, long hey. time ago. Well, Rockford Files looks good on any TV, man. That's a great show. My Aunt Karen's favorite TV show. I have usernames and passwords for most of these premium services. <laughs> HBO Go, a thank you. I'm going to catch up on that show, The uh, the Leftovers, and see if I can reheat it. Uh, there's only one Leftovers, and it's called Left Behind, and it stars Kirk Cameron, and I own it on VHS. Have you ever read any of the Left Behind books? What the fuck am I going to waste my time doing that for? Because I've read... Many of them. I had one summer I read one after the other. <clears throat> Not because of a religious reason. Mm-hmm. You could skip it. The religious stuff was very specific in it, and you could skip it very easily. Like a Jericho book. Yeah, exactly. Like once Fozzie comes along. Oh, Jericho invented some more stuff. Um, See, what happened was Jericho... I'm very upset we forgot last week was October 21st, 2015. It's the date Martin McFly goes to the future. Oh, yes, of course. See, what happened was Jericho was hanging a clock in his bathroom and the porcelain was wet and he slipped and he banged his head and when he woke up he that's when he invented the flux capacitor which makes time travel possible chris jericho did it a lot of people think it was kushida y2j okay y2j i i i'm reading his book we have two inventions uh from chris jericho Mm. one that i think i believe we've talked about here um, at least in the Jericho book, Best in the World at What, I'm not sure. Um, co- that's not my joke. That's that's, that's the name of the book. That's the name of the book. Um, things Jericho came up with in my notes file. This, last year was Spiky Hairdo. This mm-hmm. week it is Co-Created Money in the Bank. Co-Created. This time he's saying he co-created. In with past who? books, he made it sound like it. It's just he mentions Money in the Bank, and he just quickly puts next to it, which I co-created. No credit given. No credit to the other co-creator? No. And then sent from uh, a big fan of the show, Kashif Sheikh, um, Jericho, Mm. not kidding at all, I'm assuming, posted Mm. a picture of uh, the Jared Leto Joker and then um, uh, a Chris Jericho WWE magazine cover, and he said, um, hmm, stop copying me, Leto. And I, I want you guys can it's take a similar it. photo. It's a similar photo. I'm sure <laughs> when Empire met what? Are no, you? I'm shaking my head at Jericho. Oh, okay, not at I you. thought how how long it took me to explain this. Well, that that too. I understand I'm insufferable, but um, hey. you're a major part of the show. Hey. I honestly believe Jericho thinks. Oh yeah, Empire Magazine had the old copy of my uh, WWE magazine standing around there, like this is perfect. And Jared Leto was just go like, do it. We did get a uh, we got an email from uh, uh, Brad in Australia, who wanted to know if if we did in fact come up or if I did in fact come up with the John Cena sucks chant to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is I thought this was funny. I'd forgotten about this. He says in issue sixty three, Matt mentions how you could do it, and then Tom says. Uh, 
it'll never get over. <laughs> Hell of a lot of blood in the Taker uh, Brock match on Sunday. Was Double ta- color. Was Taker bleeding? Mm-hmm. Or was that Brock's Bro- blood? No. Brock took his glove off and punched Undertaker in the head. Which in the, in the business they call it hard way. They in McFoley's first book, which you read, yeah, he mentions that Harley Race was the best guy that could bust you open hard way. Yeah, but then he tells a story about a guy that the, Harley just couldn't bust open. He True. kept punching the guy in the head. He's like, it's "Oh shit, anecdote. I'll get it, I'll get it." <laughs> right. Well, then you're dealing with you know sixty year old Harley at that point. Whew. Probably had a you know a half a case of beer before he went out. He's he's not working. He's just seconding Vader. What does he have to be sober for that for? <laughs> um, that was the still. I'll mention it again. My favorite part of that table for three with Sting and Vader and somebody else I can't remember. Vader says uh, or, or Sting. One of them tells us. I think it was Sting. Sting yeah. That Vader was throwing up, and he says to Harley, he's like, "Is he throwing up? Yeah, he's throwing up, smoking a cigarette." He's nervous. He's wrestling you tonight. (laughs) 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 Fucking Harley Race, man. I met him outside the Mania Hotel in uh, in Miami. Did you shake his hand? I shook his fucking hand. I called him sir. Was it that big? Was the hand... Because the hands are legendary at this point. Dude, let let me get an exact age of how old Harley Race is and was at that time. Because I can tell you firsthand, his hand was huge. He's currently 72. Uh, which makes him the same age as my father, uh, but this guy could still kick, kick my fucking ass. Uh, he would have so uh, so then two so he would have been sixty. How many years ago was that? Now, two thousand twelve. So then that's three years ago. Mm-hmm. So he would have been sixty nine. Tom's <laughs> favorite number. <laughs> and I mean, it's it, he could could have crushed my hand. Oh, oh. I mean, but there he were- had a cane. Maybe he even had a walker. He had a walker or a cane. Who didn't say shit? Jumbo didn't say shit. <laughs> uh, we, we, we remember that story, right, Tom? Yeah, because Harley was threatening someone, right? And Ju- He felt that Jumbo Saruta had taken liberties with Ric Flair in the ring, and so they went into Giant Baba's office. And, uh, and before they went in, Harley goes, Watch this. <laughs> Walks into Giant Baba's office and Jumbo's sitting there. Harley walks up to him and slaps him in the face and goes, Don't you ever fucking do that to my friend again without my permission or you're going to fucking deal with me. And then Flair goes, Jumbo didn't say shit. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a couple years ago where I don't know if it was a cauliflower alley. There was something that he was supposed to go to and he like fell and broke his hip. Yeesh. In his place, and then he still tried. He still got in the car and started to drive, and oh then was like, "No, nah, I gotta go home." <laughs> oh, brother! You saying that Harley Race jobbed to concrete? <laughs> Sounds like it, man. You know what? I forgot to watch this. You just reminded me. I need to. Uh, I'll watch this before next week. I want to on YouTube. There is a um, clip from Conan from nineteen ninety six where Andy Richter goes to the Cauliflower Alley Club. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, here it is. We got to watch this. Maybe we'll watch this after the show. We'll check it out. Yeah, we'll check it out here at 98.5 KRZ. 
the bandwidth. And the uh, this is what's most interesting. The screenshot is the thumbnail is of uh, clearly of Andy Richter interviewing Jimmy Snuka. Ooh. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I actually want to ask you guys about the tearing up of the ring and the Undertaker. Um, uh, I loved that. How often is that used as a device? And what? Very rarely. Very rarely. I can't what think kind of the last story, time it Because it's so jarring, and it and it seems, and you and you see how that stage or that ring is really just like plywood. I mean, they show you what. It's just a little bit of foam. It's a little bit of foam. A little canvas on top of it, and then it's just slats of wood. What kind of, I don't know how to put this, like story is, it, is that telling? Because it's so brutal, and it's so bare, and it takes a lot of like right. the shine off everything. It's like, this is what it actually is, just wood under there. Sure. And is that, I guess, the story that they're telling? Do you know what I mean? Because like, I've just He's- never really kind of seen that sort of thing before i mean it's the the level of destruction and chaos that they're willing to like it it's all being torn apart you know they're they're ripping they're ripping apart the ring you know they're they're getting they're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it yeah and it's the the amount of violence and and pain that they're willing to inflict on one another it's like the i mean when they used to they would pull up the mats on the floor and and yeah put a, put on a move on a guy to out expose on the, concrete. the concrete on the outside yeah. of the floor but the last time i remember the ring being torn up like that i had fallen asleep during raw and woke up to see uh the nexus, the nexus beating up john cena and they had like torn up oh yeah the, yeah the canvas and everything I've seen a clip of that. And it, it was especially jarring because I was like, the, there was no commentating going on. I was just like, what is going on here? But I can't remember the last time. Uh... I had a similar situation. I went to, you know, I, me and Zach had to go do a show in Pomona for our, our friend of the show, Matt Avila. Mm-hmm. And I just took a piss and I came back and the whole fucking ring was torn up. And Zach just looked at me and was like, they tore up the ring. <laughs> you couldn't hold it? During the main event, no, like we we were we had to walk out the door. We were going to be really late, so we had to kind of kind of prepare you, ourselves. Then you show up late. <laughs> yeah, man. Who the hell schedules a show in the middle of Hell in a Cell? Are we headed for a Roman Reigns heel turn, man? No. No. Oof, that that's a fucking no. you guys sent out today. Oh, the latest Botchamania. Smoke. Two ninety one. Brutal that promo he was cutting in Chicago. <sighs> They, I mean, he was just, he was lost. He's doing that thing where, like, you're talking slow because you're trying to remember what the fuck you're supposed to be saying. Oh, they start chanting, boring. And then he's like, no, this isn't boring. This is real life. To which it's like, no one in the arena agrees with you, yeah. buddy. No, it's not. That's not the <laughs> No, it's not. It's a fucking boring wrestling promo That's that Vince McMahon same. handed you. All this being said, though. I thought Brock, I mean, uh, Bray and Roman had like the match of the night on the main card. You what? It wasn't better than Undertaker. It was a good. It was a really good match, but it wasn't better than Undertaker Brock. I'm gonna stand by it. I think it was. Tom, you're in the bathroom. Well, I missed a lot of it, but (laughs) from what I saw of Hell in a Cell. I thought that match was incredible. All right, I understand. From two, a place of complete ignorance, because you didn't watch the rest that of the I'm show. I'm not a big fan of, and I was ready to, you know, 
you know, I was like, surprise me. Well, they kept his mic work to a minimum on Monday. I think Roman, uh, you know, that's that's better for him. Protect him on that piece. Yeah, no shit. And then they throw Dean Ambrose a bone as if he needs, as a dog walks on me. They throw Dean Ambrose a bone and he just hangs out with Roman in the Mm. back trying to talk him up. What a did you see the horse shit? Did you see the part in uh, Hell in a Cell? Dean Ambrose's only appearance on the show. He congratulated. Did you watch the pay per view? I did, of course. <laughs> Backstage with Roman. After Backstage after Roman's big win. Yeah. No. Fucking Dean. <laughs> what happened? Dean came in and congratulated him and said that they're going to go celebrate the only way they know how. Zima's so like. They're going to go drink some Zimas. Oh MGD 64s or whatever. The Bartles and James. Does Dean Ambrose have backstage heat? Who knows? Uh, everybody does. There's, there's nothing you can do in that fucking company. There really isn't. Who knows? What, were you watching the Eagles game? No, we flipped over to the Eagles game for the... Uh, I'm not proud of it, but the, the, the Divas match. Chauvinist pig. Mm. Not enough wigga wigga. I love the I love Charlotte and everything. It's just I wanted to see some of the Eagles. I love I'm a body mark. I love, you know, Nikki Bella's upper body. <laughs> I'm more if we're gonna talk about No, we don't need to talk body about market it. for Nikki Bella, it's gonna be that took us. I don't know about this this Diva Revolution, man. Man, the Divas Revolution. If only they could get some six woman tags on TV, yeah. the thing would get over. Man, it's just such a load of crap. I thought Paige had already turned. She had. It's it's one of those things where it's like she already turned, but then McMahon's like, "Oh no, got to string it out." Turn, turn again. It's more sophisticated that way. Like, why are they? Why are they letting her come to the ring with them? Why, right. This is over. And then it just makes the baby faces look like dumbasses because mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, we'll trust you. We'll trust you." And then she finally does turn on them. And then it's like, well, so I, did I there it is. She, all the shit that she talked in the ring when when Rick was in the ring with him. Yeah, like there there was some point after that where they're like, oh, it's cool. She turned on them, and then they then they add in this whole we don't know who attacked Natalia bullshit. And it's like, uh, you know, it's just it's it's hard to have a Divas Revolution when nothing changes. What what kind of revolution is that? Mm. It's the divas business as usual. That's what it is. If there's any revolution taking place, it's in NXT. And, and Absolutely. And you should hope to never leave NXT if you're a female and you're getting any traction down there. I, I'd say the same for the males. Yeah. Stay. Fair enough. I don't think Balor wants to leave. Why would he why would he want to leave? Get on the main roster so he can he can be in the pre show? Come on, man! It's it's it is a bleak future for uh, for the, the the NXT talent. I mean, goddamn! Even the fucking it, it, you know what it is about NXT also because it's like it just it it acknowledges pro wrestling as the larger world. You know, I mean, James Storm's James Storm comes in, and the you know the announcers have to be like. Well, he wrestled in uh, WCW for, you know, about a year, and then he's been on the indie scene for the last 15 years. It's like, really? I'm pretty sure he was on episode one of Total Nonstop Action and has been in TNA ever since. Was literally one of their top fucking stars. So, what are you going to do? But it's 
the crowd is allowed to react and and you know uh, granted it's also orlando so that's you know james right. storm country right. it's it's tna ville but it's still it's 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 also the reason i bring up bring it up is because it's like they acknowledge outside wrestlers who come in and and work they also have basically squash matches that are not boring and get over because it it doesn't feel like it's some loser jobber it feels like it's just a young up-and-comer and that they may be bullshit now but they're they're gonna be something someday yeah whereas it's it's like you know when you watched you know wrestling challenge back in the day it was obvious that barry horowitz was a fucking loser and he was never going to win and that's the problem with raw now is because you just have an entire roster of losers yeah Mm. you know no one progresses it's like oh miz is a loser our truth is a loser neville's a loser stardust is a loser fucking barrett's a loser they're all losers what was the reference they made uh they, they made a reference to ultimo dragon on raw at the point when he had like eight tight, he was holding like eight titles at once. Right. But I can't remember who it was for, but it was like, and then, you know, Layfield starts laying out the companies that he worked for. And I was like, oh, yeah, see it. Like no one is like, oh, should I try to watch something that doesn't belong to WWE? Like, wh- I don't, I just don't understand the the fear there, but. Right. Because it's like TNA, it, it will exist. Some, like Sting, it, it never on Raw has he said it, but like on the table for three, he mentioned it in the Into the Light preview. He mentions it. Ric Flair mentioned it for him. Ric Flair mentioned it. <laughs> He's been wrestling every Wednesday. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, man, the, the, the book, bu- you were there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Young Bucks, man, they get it to the nth degree. They entertain 24 hours a day. They're right. now doing this thing on Twitter where they're like, we're signed and we're sealed, but we're not telling you where. Right. And it's probably like Ring of Honor or whatever, but then they then they put the picture up with them in the Balor Club shirts. Right. Uh, like they're just they they are they are working it, man. It's great. They're working it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great. You know, it's great to see somebody they get it, they care. I'll you know, it. they they are you know, it's just rules are meant to be broken and they they're probably you know, the best example. The best examples of it. The the feud I'm most most interested though in at this point would have to be Baron Corbin and a and a bowl of Chipotle. No, Owens <laughs> versus Cole. Adam Cole. No, Michael Cole. Oh, well, yeah. He well, you need to watch main event as well. Is that where that's coming from? No, no, because he doesn't. It, Michael Cole's not on main event, but uh, he's still attacking the announcers. Or or is it or. Well, whether Cole's on main event or not, maybe well, maybe it was Superstars I was watching. Whatever I was fucking. Which one is, is does Jimmy Uso do the play by play for as well? It, it's main event. It is main event. Because I was just watching that recent one. Well, not right. the recent one, but the one, the most recent one that's on the network. Right. Because you can watch them on Hulu. They put them up on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Each week. The one on the network, though, he goes after uh, what's his name? Byron Saxton. Yes. He loves calling out Byron Saxton. Because it's also Byron was in NXT as an announcer. Yeah. So there's that history there. But it's it, I, I, I'm 100% with you. I love that he fucking keeps, like, Cole, call this. Fucking tell him what a great job I'm doing. So, so then on, on main event at the beginning of the month, Kevin Owens comes out. And it's very rare that you get, like, a long, not that it was a long promo segment, but for main event it was. 
He's just out there just talking shit. Kevin Owens about how great he is, putting himself over. Declares every show that he's on the Kevin Owens show. <laughs> and then he goes over and he's like shitting on Byron Saxton and, you know, the, the announce team. And then Jimmy Uso has had about enough and he flips off the headset. And it's just great the way how slow it is. And then, like, the crowd starts getting it. Because it's also, it's like, you haven't seen Jimmy Uso in the fucking ring in forever since his brother got hurt. Yeah. And then, like, he gets up and gets in the ring, and Kevin's always like, you, you want to rethink this? You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. But then he powders like Kevin Owens does, but then they have the match in the main event, and it's great. Yeah. It's a fucking great match. That's awesome. Absolutely. But, I mean, I hope it never comes to, but, you know, far be it from Vince McMahon to not want to put Michael Cole in the ring. He's been there him. before. He's been there before. I know, but you know Cole is in great shape as, now he is. as opposed to that picture. <laughs> Much better than when he worked before. That's yeah, true. remember him in that singlet? Maybe Dude. he's singlet? he's ready to go because he gave Kevin Owens a stare down. He was burning holes in Owens' face with those that those cold eyes. He might have just been hungover. That's true. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, now that he's in shape, you know, maybe he's not drinking. He's still taking his coffee by the pool. I take my coffee by the pool. Um, were you watching when Kevin, uh, when Michael Cole was in the the protective plexiglass booth? No, I've seen clips of that on like <laughs> countdowns and stuff. Good stuff. He was full heel at one point, like like a just go away heat, like obnoxious heel. Was the laptop that was calling Raw involved at that time too, or was he just? Well, that was the beginning of it because Cole was the voice of the laptop. May I have your attention, please? I have just received an email from the anonymous Raw general manager. Oh, brother. What a clusterfuck that was. But hey. No way out. No way out. No way out. <laughs> what are you going to do? not talking about the pay-per-view. And let me reiterate for the kids listening at home. Stop blaming the writers. I didn't... Um... Let's get that trending. I didn't get a chance to see that New Japan show from the weekend. Oh, yeah, the junior uh, tag thing. Yeah, whatever one was on the 24th, right? I'm still working on getting through King of Pro Wrestling. I I, I still got the goddamn Bola DVDs. I started watching those. Um, I got through maybe the first two matches of night two. Mm-hmm. Uh... So who opened that up? Fucking Rich Swan, who thank God he survived night one. I didn't see. I didn't. You didn't mention. Did you mention that? I if don't think I did. Fucking that botchamania where Rich Swan just decides to do a flip and just lands on his head. Just oh, I thought himself. he was. Didn't he do that on purpose at one point? It's, I don't know what the hell was going. I don't know. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it looked terrible. It looked god awful. Because on the botchamania that I watched today, it looks like he's fucking around and then just does... But it's he still spikes himself. He still lands on his fucking head. Yeah. God, I didn't realize that that was... I thought he was like making fun of somebody. I think he, he was trying to make fun of Jack Evans, but then he wound up... And he just did a flip onto the top of his head. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like there's a very safe or necessary yeah. way to do that in retrospect talking about it now it's like oh god yeah i guess there is no good way to do that Mm-mm. poor guy but but the botchamania that you sound say had the best moment i've seen yet in botchamania oh that fat guy <laughs> falling off the ladder listeners let me tell you and they and and the people that do botchamania are fucking geniuses it's one when guy it comes one to guy. Ta- 
The guy that does Botchamania is a genius when it comes to timing. The guy climbs up to the top of a ladder, this big fat guy, and he's about to do a jump off the ladder into onto a table that's outside of the ring. He slips. He falls into the ropes. It pulls down his pants. He falls out of the ring. (laughs) It's perfect. And it's all to that Kitty Corliss song, the one that goes like, well, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's very funny. And uh, the guy just eats shit. And it just had to be the most embarrassing moment of his life. So then anytime your pants fall down when you're doing something. Yeah. That's the worst of all worlds. Pretty much. I was telling Matt now, it's a rarity. now that we have the Roku and there is the WWN Live uh, app on the Roku, oh the breaking kayfabe with Kevin Nash is already up. We can just buy it and watch it. Oh, no shit. Right on there. We can stream it right on there. It's, yeah. it, there's no reason we couldn't be doing it right now. It's available for us. This is big time and stuff. And we owe it to the show. We do. We owe Absolutely. it to the kids. Um,. The second match from night two was uh, Jack Evans versus Angelico. Holy shit. Holy shit, is that a fucking amazing match. Good uh, Jack Evans. I had to turn off the play-by-play uh, just because Jack Evans wouldn't stop running his mouth. Yeah. So I wanted to hear everything he was saying. He was just like, he did the thing that you said where he's like, hey, Meltzer. Write down in your notes that Jack Evans is the you know yeah, uh, runs the team or carries whatever, yeah. yeah Jack Evans carries the team. That's awesome. He goes, uh, I know uh, Mexican judo. You don't know if I have a knife. You don't know <laughs> judo. <laughs> if I got a gun. Oh does he God. do the drunken master in that match? Yes, he, he does. He grabs a guy's beer and they all start chanting "chug." And and Helico's like, "You're not a good drink. You're not a good drunk." And he's like, "Fuck you!" And he fucking chugs it. And then he's all drunk and everyone's chanting "drunken master." Oh, it's so good. You're is, chanting, "You're so a lightweight." Is Helico American? Australian. Australian. That's right. That's what I thought. Or no? Yeah, Australian. South America uh, and Helico. I'll get to the Australian bottle. for wrestling. Anyone remembers those Foster commercials? No, I never saw those. I don't know what you're talking about. You never saw those commercials? Those, no. are, those are very popular commercials. Oh, crikey, Tom. Hmm. Oh. Crikey. And Helico is born in Johannesburg, South Africa. South Africa. Ah, oh, but raised. I think he's South African. No, and it says he resides in Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, trained by Ultimo Dragon. Mm-hmm. Negro Navarro and Black Terry. So that's the other thing. Jack Evans starts talking shit about Negro Navarro. Is that how you say it? I think it's Negro. Oh, am I saying Negro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Well, that's the word. If if you pronounce it with a Spanish accent or not, it's it's still Spanish for black. But it, it's a lot more palatable when you say negro. It is what it is. Yeah. Is it? I'd say so, yeah. Because I, when I hear negro, I think negro modelo, a nice uh, Mexican beer. When I hear negro, you know. Just, you think it's, the NAACP and like, the civil rights not, movement. It's just a little bit of a fastball, you know, a little bit of a. Hey, man. I'm not saying you have hate in your heart or anything. 
Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out to the kids. Let the record show that Matt McCarthy is not a racist. Well, whatever you want. Uh, he, Jack Evans was talking shit because he was a graduate of the Heart Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Ah. Not Stu, but I guess... Yeah, probably Bruce. Bruce showed up on the first day to collect the money or something. Uh, Tiger, maybe you're going to teach me a thing or two. Uh, you know, sure. you know, Bruce would just you know salivate at the idea of you know making this young guy you know scream for his life. Maybe you can just get a certified check, so I don't got to worry about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you could just uh, make the check out to cash. Yeah, uh, you want coffee, kid? We ain't got creamer. Ah, uh, what the fuck time is it? Wow. <laughs> Man, so Brock Lesnar. All right, let, let's let's say this about the Hell in a Cell match. There wasn't just two times that guys bled, Brock and Undertaker. There was three times because Brock got busted open twice. First, he bangs his goddamn head against that fucking post, yeah. and you could see the cut on the top of his head like like top of his forehead what i saw happen was he banged his head off the post and then he went down farther from wherever the impact or supposed impact was went lower and started rubbing his head back and forth on the post i don't know because it's those, those goddamn announcers they're like oh he got his hands up he got his hands up he blocked it and then he pops up and he's pouring blood so it's like, you know what, guys? Why don't you just, yeah, just call it? But yeah. he's got that blonde hair, and and there's nothing like blood and blonde hair. It just it looks so cool. So then he takes the glove off and he fucking drills Undertaker in the head. Then late in the match, he's got the steps in the ring, and he's holding them. And then Taker kicks him, and he falls backwards, and the steps land right on his head, and then it busts open his lower forehead. Oof. So then he's got, and then that big welt is coming up, and then that's bleeding. You know, it's weird live for the very first time since there's been a Titan Tron at any event that I've ever gone to. They didn't have the show on the Titan Tron, they had it up on the scoreboard above the arena. Really? But the screen, the Titan Tron was just the, lo- the WWE logo of the whole show. Why the hell would they do that? And they would, but they would throw up, you know, the commercials, like, or the little, the, the vignettes. Of course. But I, I, I've never seen it. But they always play the show on there. Always. Yeah. Strange. How was the? I mean, we didn't even mention that. How was the live experience of Hell in a Cell? Well, it was fun. It was good, man. Crowd was hot. Could you see much action through the cage? You know, I. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's any way they could have, but it felt like it was easier to see through, um, than the last time I had been to a Hell in a Cell, which was, two thousand. Nine or something, whenever it was. Where were in you in nine? Maybe on the floor. No, I was. I was still up in the like the second, the second tier, kind of about where I would have been. Um, so I was thinking, oh, am I further away? Am I closer? But uh, yeah, it it wasn't bad. It was much better than I than I thought it would was going to be. This cage actually did have a lot of um, like spaces missing from it that I noticed during the show, mm. like. Um, Big circles cut out of it. Almost, I it made me think. Oh, people are definitely climbing to the top of the cage during. Well, this they, match. yeah, they they have that in case they want to do that. But well, they didn't. I wonder why. Still made it harder to see around the outside. Like when when um, 
uh, Roman and Bray went through that table outside. Yeah. yeah. On the floor, I, I I wasn't sure if it was set up or if it was a table that had already gone out there and was broken, and they were going back. Like, no, so there were some things yeah. that I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't fully see at the time. You know, I've rewatched a portion of the show. Yeah, one of them set it up, and then they went back to it. Could you see the blood, or did you have to look to the screen? Well, here's the thing: uh, I could definitely see the blood on uh, Roman. And I and I'm pretty sure on Taker in my in my recollection, although there was a lot of pre-show, there was a lot of show-show, and there was a lot of post-show for me. Uh, hey man, it's a party. Hey yeah, but when because you're there I, live, because you're I was alive. in this suite, I I could only, I could see the Titantron, which was showing nothing, and I couldn't unless I like bent down and tried to look up just oh, the funny. way the roof was because yeah, it doesn't matter. But I just I couldn't really see the screen very well. Sure. Either, so I was just I had to watch the show. What match really had the crowd? Well, as you already said, and, and a lot of it, or at least some part of it, is the fact that it, it's the first thing that you see. But that the pre-show match and Cesaro getting all that shit in, if you yeah. will, running around doing the uppercuts on the outside, every, like that was that was a house of fire. Yeah, it, it, people it, were going ape shit. I think because one, Cesaro is much more over than they want to admit he is. But two, when the first thing that happens, and if it's like. Of any value, it's going to be a lot hotter. Yeah, just because it's the first thing that happened. And this so happened to be a fucking killer match. Yeah, but you know, most of it was. Um, I remember during um, Kane and and Rollins being like, "Oh man, like people are pretty chill right now." Um, and I I felt like going into the show, I was one of the only people who was kind of fired up for that match anyway. But um, and well, I, it just didn't feel like Kane was going to walk out with the title. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know why I was. I, I was just interested in it for some reason, but um, and I feel like there was another match where I was kind of like, ah, oh, people are kind of chilled out right now, but but for the most part, the crowd was was pretty hot the whole time, and it was good. So Were they all right for Owens uh, Ribies? Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think at that point um, they were starting to. That was a bad spot for yeah, any match. That was a, that was a tough spot. Yeah, because people were uh, were thinking, oh, it's. It, it's main event time, right? And then it's like, oh, there is this match. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Forgot vibe, about you know? this one. Yeah. I had to look it up, too. I was like, ah, I guess we're going right into the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that one suffered a little bit just based on location. Um, and Ryback. <laughs> How about the doctor getting shoved down? That was big. That was super That cool. was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that put that match totally over the top for me. Yeah. He shoved that. Like, from the TV angle... He shoved him out of the frame, too. Like, he just... It was almost like it happened in the background. Killed him. Because they were like, you know, they're trying not to focus on the doctor, on Brock, so they kind of have the camera on Undertaker, and then Brock just shoves that fucker down. I mean, it was insane. Oh, God, was that great. (laughs) And then they pull, he he rips apart the canvas and exposes the wood. Did you guys watch the... So good. The Stone Cold interview with Brock? Definitely. No. No. I want to know what he was up to for those two months in the basement when uh, he was going through his depression. No, I I thoroughly enjoyed that interview. I thought it was hilarious. He was an NAA, NCAA, <laughs> NAACP champion. There we go. Brock Lesnar, NAACP champion. No, he was a NCAA champion, and then he quit school. There's, yeah. there, there's parts of his story I don't get, and I don't. Maybe I don't know enough about college. Well, he had achieved everything he wanted to, so I could see that. Yeah, he wasn't going there said. to get a degree. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then he has no options, and he spends two months in the basement of his wrestling coach's house, and all the wrestling coach ate was noodles <laughs> and red wine, which is just hilarious. And he's just sitting down there in a depression. Does red wine just have no calories or something? Is that why this is big for the bodybuilders? I don't know, but but I like that he said, um, he said, I don't know, probably a depression. Like, he, he still wasn't, like, copying he's not that. Sure. He wasn't like, I was depressed for two days. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was depression. You know, you yeah, might say. Might have been. I like how Brock Lesnar just has two months of depression. Everyone else, you live with it and you battle with it your whole life. But Brock Lesnar, he's like, I had my two months. Yeah, it was two months. <laughs> then I left the basement. <laughs> in and out. Then I got away from people. Yeah. And I was fine. Right. He lives in fucking Saskatchewan with like his closest neighbor 14 miles away. Drinking rye and whiskeys on his back deck with his four grills. Yeah. I mean, it was just... There were there were so many funny moments in that interview. It's you like got, you should check. It it's out. honestly if we if they sat yeah, us maybe. down there like script this. No, what, 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 what's br- holding you back? What is it about that you are? I'm just I don't know what it is about it that just doesn't interest me. But I'm just like, can I guess what it is? What do you think it is? You think it's silly to watch a podcast? No, you think it's silly to watch a podcast. But I, I want other people to feel the same way. So I know. They, that's they, all you talk about. The network starts their own podcast network. It's just an interview. And put these you can't up. explain a podcast to Vince McMahon and have him be like, well, why the fuck? Well, this is a podcast, but it's better. You can see it. They can do it, and they can advertise on it. They can make it the fucking Hulu thing and have 16 breaks. Please. Um, I, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, the thing that, I don't know. I'm not interested in hearing Brock Lesnar talk. You know, he's he's an ass kicker. That's yeah. what I want to watch him do. It so doesn't it's, so take it's, away. It's a subject. It's not like there isn't. It's not like there's no Stone Cold podcast that would interest you. It's just the Brock one doesn't. Right, and it's and it's and I love Stone Cold, and I and I also love his show, but I I very rarely listen to it. Also, right. you know, unless you really put an episode over, you're like, oh, you got to hear X Pac on it, or you got to right. hear so and so. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I just feel like I know Brock's story and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I, I mean, t- for me, it's just the, you know, those little things. And when he's, he's asking him like, what's his favorite drink? And, and, uh, he, he also talks about his, that like he puts over a couple like bands or like, yeah, yeah. Right. Country music artists. He really like. To me, it doesn't take away from him at all. Because I understand. I totally no, I don't think get it. it. I don't think it would take away from him. I'm just like, I, I just don't have fucking time. I'm, I'm like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's like I gotta, I, I, I gotta call my spots. So it's like, you know, if I can get in NXT, I'm a happy man. If, yeah. if, if I can get in a random episode of fucking superstars or main event, also, I'm like, you know, now I'm really in my groove of just, I don't know. I I am. It's just it's just because it's it's the Stone Cold podcast. It's on the network. It's not uh, no holds barred. You know, like those the the long shoot interviews. Like I can't wait if it was Brock Lesnar on Kayfabe commentaries. Now you're talking. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, like I want to like I want to get into real and it's and it's not like Stone Cold pulls punches, but it's like. He's only got an hour. Vince is literally standing right there, you know, wagging his finger. It's just like, yeah, all right. It, yeah. It's just going to be the the. And let's be honest, Stone Cold's no Charlie Rose, right? 
all right, let me ask you something. Like, did they talk about? I gotta do something. I gotta say something. And goes, he's like, what's your favorite beer? All right, <laughs> favorite drink. Brock Lesnar sitting down. But you know what his favorite? He's drink? thirsty. What's he gonna have? Let me guess. Cool Aid. Coors Light. <laughs> Ugh, God bless him. When, uh, but that's what he. Um, they get into a few things. He, he uh, does he get into the Stone Cold taking his ball and going yes. home? Yeah, and Brock's like, Brock is is you know just shy of Kevin Nash, where he's like, I, this is I'm a businessman. I don't really give a shit. I never gave a shit. Uh, that's the other thing, because you know what it is. It's like it's it's. I would almost rather see people, other people, talking about Brock Lesnar. And yeah. talking about the crazy shit he did or when he was working out or stuff. Well, and, and so then Austin also brings up the moonsault. Oh, right. And and he's like, I was mad at you, man. And, and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of people who were mad at me, who, who, you know, but I was I was young and stupid. And and there was a, a vet who, um, who who suggested I do it, told me since I could do it, I should do it. And and then I listened to him and I shouldn't have. And uh, apparently it was Laurinaitis. Whoever it may be, and but I guess there were Stone Cold included some people who were just pissed at him for doing it. What's this? In, well, in a Mania I, match? you got to watch Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 19. I think I have watched that. And then Brock Lesnar goes to do a shooting star press. Let me get the Seamus stalls. Okay. Kurt Angle's down on the the canvas. Brock Lesnar's up on the top rope. Uh-huh. And then a shooting star press is that inverted flip. Oh, okay. So then Brock Lesnar inverts and then lands on his fucking head. <laughs> like oh. a lawn dart. Oh, Like God. main event of WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Like blood coming out of his nose. Like, uh, like out of it. Like, oh, f- like 300 pounds just compressed his neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kind of like when uh, Undertaker dove into the pool with no water in it outside on that, <laughs> that match with Shawn Michaels. With Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Brutal. But yeah, apparently apparently he said it before that it was Johnny Ace. It was like, oh, you got to do that shooting star press. I would have I bet money that it was Michael Hayes. Well, why were people mad at him? Because it's unnecessary. Because it's just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not needed and it's, you know, a, a crazy spot. Yeah. And it's also, even though he is such a remarkable athlete and he was able to do it plenty of times in OVW, it's like, it's also it's just not a big man move. It just doesn't make sense in his move set also. Yeah. But it's just, it's it, it, but being pissed at him because of what happened, it's like he could have killed himself in front of yeah. a mania audience. Yeah. And just another quick question about Brock. Is there any... It was really unclear in that interview when he was talking about how he got into wrestling, just how he got into wrestling. Is there any reason or was that just, you know, he's not that great of a talker? He's not that great of a talker. It was just very I confusing. Wait, I was what like, was the question? I don't know Why how... Why did he get in? Because Stone Cold was like trying to interview him and ask him, like, how did you get into wrestling? You didn't watch it. How did you get there? Oh, they, well, they, were, they courted him. They, they were courting him. Uh, and and trying to sign him, and I think that once it became clear that he wasn't going to make the football team and whatever, he's just like, well. So and, that and, was... and I think that he was a guy like like a Mark Henry or whatever, where they like backed up the Brinks truck 
you know, like he came in with with a with a nice deal yeah. from the beginning. Okay. Uh, it, was, it just seemed in the interview I couldn't. I, I was like, oh, I really want to know because he said he didn't watch wrestling and all that. And then when he was explaining it, I was like, is he leaving stuff out? Is there stuff that like they won't talk about? No, they were they were just they were trying to get him. Yeah, and I think he you know he went down the line of things he could do, and and he ended up. That's where he landed. Don't you, you know? love it how like when he arrived at what what was it OVW yeah. and how shitty it was and he's like I like that I loved it that's what I liked <laughs> I like that you know it was brutal. Oh man, I wish I could have heard like you know Jim Cornette talk about him or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know, you know, it's one of those things. Tom, who's your favorite wrestler? Um, I hope you guys actually follow suit. Um, Cesaro. It's got to be Cesaro. Cesaro. It just can't be Cesaro Salas. I the idea of him, like Vince pointed out earlier today, just not giving a fuck and just you know going for it, nothing to lose. I think that is so exciting for a wrestler that is that talented. The spinning fucking uppercut or whatever the fuck he did to Owens last night. It's just incredible, and it was so cool to see other wrestlers. Like Dolph Ziggler grabbing a sign out of the audience after the pre-show match and, and, and holding it up, like this whole Cesaro section. And the fact he was wearing a fucking sweatshirt that said wrestling on it. It's just really exciting to see him maybe just really go for it and get over it. And maybe this will be actually the huge irony, what gets him over with the company. Cesaro. It is one of those things. I don't know... If poor old Antonio is going to get over with the company, just because Vince McMahon is so stubborn, stupid, and set in his ways, you know, and God knows what Kevin Dunn thinks of him, or, you know, the people that Vince has in his ear, ah, geez, Vince, you don't have any star power. You can't even talk English good, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like, um, but I mean, like, Vince is such a, what's the word I'm looking for? A xenophobe? Where it's yeah. like anybody with an accent, it's like oh, I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, you know, he just strikes me as that kind of guy. Whereas it's like you know, it's it. I mean, his original gimmick, like his second gimmick, basically. The original gimmick was he was supposed to be a rugby player. Yeah. <laughs> why? 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 It's not 1988. He doesn't. His personality doesn't have to be a job. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, why? He, you guys got to watch NXT. It is so fucking good. Or watch it more on the regular is what I'm saying. Yeah. I know you watch it. But it's like they did like Apollo Crews, UHA Nation. Apollo Crews won a battle royal two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, to for the number one contendership. So now in two weeks, they're doing Finn Balor versus Apollo. And so this past NXT, they had... Like a, a character building vignette. We just, it's some talking head stuff with him. You see some clips. He's just explaining his story. He gets real emotional talking about his mom, like after his parents got divorced and stuff, and, you know, moving everywhere and not having a ton of money and then getting into wrestling. And, you know, of course, they show their clips from Evolve, which they love doing now. Yeah. And it's like, takes three minutes. You know? To make you care about somebody. And and it's like you couldn't care more about this guy. And you're just like, oh, man, he's 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 got a killer look. He's a tremendous athlete. 
you know he's got personality but it's like it's the real guy too and you're like wow i'm like so into this kid now it it, it how hard was that yeah you know and it and it and just raw being live every week is isn't an excuse you can put these things in the can or you can shoot it that day they're at, they're sitting in the arena fucking yeah. from noon till fucking eight o'clock when it goes live you know no it's 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 a choice it's right a choice. uh yeah I mean, it, it's very upsetting. You know, you watch like Breaking Ground or you watch the 24-7 or, you know, and it's like, yeah, those shows have the benefit of editing. But it is, it's still, it's like, the backstages on Raw just look like crap. You know, they're cheated out to camera. You know, it's the same fucking thing. I can almost, I can time it. I can absolutely time it, like with a snap of my fingers, when they're going to cut from Triple H standing sideways talking to Kane and Stephanie when all of a sudden it's going to fade to the audience watching the big screen. But just the way it's laid out is, is, is exactly the same. Right. But and then it's so bizarre that they're aware of it, but they do nothing about it. Like Cena comes out on Hell in a Cell and is like, I'm not going to bore you with a 20-minute diatribe. Right. They'll make fun of what they know they're fucking up. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird thing. But I mean, also at the same time, that's Cena. Yeah, like there's no. I doubt that anybody scripted that for him, right? Or Vince approved something where it's like it's, I'm, I'll forget. In two it's months. almost like they right. recognize because Cena can't. Cena walks on water. It seems like they 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 think it's like it has to be set by like the rules that they set. They're following their own plan. Right, they are control control of. They can change the whole thing if they wanted to. I mean, but they have it, a way that they do it. Because it's crazy. Like NXT is by and large squash matches, which is supposedly a broken form, which is like it, it gone the way of the dinosaur. Like no, Raw has to be superstar versus superstar squash matches. Meaning it's clear, almost clear, who's the winner is going to be. It's an established superstar versus kind of a nobody. Yeah. But unfortunately, this idea that it's superstar versus superstar for three hours on Raw, that's what's broken. It just burns through everything. It burns through everything, and it burns, burns through everyone. And makes nothing matter. Right, and then it's then it becomes a sea of mid-carters, and then they're all just jobbers and losers. And, and Nobody gets over. The, 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 the most ridiculous part is that it should be the promoter telling you, right? So if this format of superstar versus superstar is not something that they want to keep doing, then they need to ex- explain to the audience that it's going to change. The same way if you have a two out of three falls match and every single time the, one guy wins the first fall, one guy wins the second fall, you know they're going three falls every single time. But the, but if you just a couple times in a row have it have a guy win two straight falls, then you know like, oh, wait. It anything can, can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many examples of that. So it's like, why aren't they dictating to us in that way? You know? My favorite wrestler is also uh, Cesaro. And I was... Man, I didn't even ask you! My false hope, my false hope for Monday was yeah. that they were going to just just shoot Cesaro. Because it's like, there's still plenty of time. Roman can do his thing with Dean. And then they can still get him ready for whatever the fuck they want to do. But if they just launch Cesaro for Survivor Series, he doesn't have to win the belt, but they just give him, so like, okay, here, here's your shot. Obviously, the crowd is getting behind you. Here's mm-hmm. your shot. We're going we're gonna to have you win this tournament. We're going to give you the match and, and spend this time. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But, of course, that was a pipe dream. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, with with as I sat there, eh, and at that? the point in the match, I was eating or something. My girl's like, "Oh man, Owens is really getting his ass kicked." And I look up and I was like, "Ah, oh, well, fuck." Cesaro's <laughs> going under. Cesaro's going under. Of course. I mean, it is. It's funny. It's one of those things where it's just like you know, they. It's like um, what show was it? Was it Raw last week? Where Rollins didn't know whose opponent was going to be, and then it's Cesaro, and it's like, oh, great! Now Cesaro's got a job to him, right? You know, it's they're not doing him any favors. This this Vince that I mean, that's the quote heard around the world. Or I just I don't know why Cesaro isn't connecting with the fans. It's like you, you did it. Yeah, you made you're him. you're you're doing it. You made him yodel. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> Oh, that was what I was going to say. Like, his, his gimmick, his second gimmick was he just comes out and says a single word in five different languages. Yeah. You know, it, it, it... Killer gimmick. I can speak a bunch of languages. Oh, God. Like, in German! Is Vince just judging everything off, like, t-shirt sales? Oh, well, that's a huge thing, too. I mean, well, it's also, it's, it's any way that they want to find to bury someone, they'll bury them. Or any way that they want to pretend somebody's getting over, they're getting over. You know, it's like, they will ignore months and months of Roman being booed and just focus on this past Monday. Well, goddamn, boss, he got a hell of a reaction. You know, we're, we're Roman winning that tournament, you know, people want to see it. I'm just wondering if there's like hard numbers that they're looking at. Like, yeah. I know you're saying he's getting booed, and I know you're saying no one likes him, but he's you sure. know number they, three well, on the t-shirt charts. They used to. I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to get minute by minute ratings, and that would be a big thing for McMahon. He's like, well, goddamn! As soon as he came out, they turned the channel. As soon as this one came out, you know, and so but so they there's so much information and data that they can manipulate. And Kevin Dunn being like, oh, guy, he's not selling any, you know, they're not buying the blah, blah, blah. But it's then, then it's like your number one selling DVD is then, you know, like Bill Goldberg or like your WCW DVDs. And then it's like, well, that's just because, oh, you know, that has nothing to do with anything. You know, people, are, you know, they, they, they're going to see what they want to see. And Vince can't see the forest for the trees, you know. And he's surrounded by people also telling him, there's no forest anywhere, boss. Boss, I don't see a forest either. I'm looking. I don't see a fo- If somebody get all these goddamn trees out of the way, maybe we could find this forest. You think Beef Stroganoff was happy to be carrying Undertaker's legs? He got. You get the ankles. I'll get the wrists. <laughs> Matt, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, well, believe it or not, my favorite wrestler this week is Bray Wyatt, and not just because he had a great match at Hell in a Cell, which he did, and not just because uh, he, uh, you know stole the undertaker <laughs> god knows what they did with him brought him back to sister abigail's house in the swamp uh bray wyatt is my favorite wrestler because he has a featured article in issue 281 of famous monsters of Filmland. that's fucking okay. sweet right here with the bride of frankenstein on the cover i didn't even realize it i was just buying one of my favorite magazines of all time and I'm flipping through, and the first I'm just flipping through, and the first thing I see is like, wait a second, was that Luke Harper's fucking face? And I see this with 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 the three of them. Oh no, kidding! Because this is obviously you know an older picture, Eric Rowe, and no beef stroganoff to be seen. But it's an interview with him, and, and it's great. He's talking about horror movies he liked when he was a kid. Um, you know who his favorites were, what really scared him. He talks about how much The Omen scared him, how much. You know, Leatherface from Chainsaw Massacre was his favorite, and you know what 
And, and it's also like I like this one part too. This this. That's where he gets the apron from, huh? Exactly. That's wow. Oh, fucking Vince knows. <laughs> Vince doesn't like fucking scary movies, but he knows that. Yeah. Um. A lot of screaming in that film. Mm. Famous monsters based on Ed Gein. But you and what you do, just like the movies, is really about uniting the fans behind a common cause. I mean. Famous Monsters was founded as a way to bring together all those who were made to feel weird because they loved monsters. And I was like, well, goddamn, that's just like the goddamn We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I like to imagine- A safe haven for professional wrestling fans. And 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 for you kids, goddamn, there's 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 over five hundred of us now over there on that Facebook group. Uh, there are no stupid questions. And if you're new to the sport, even better. Ask away. Because that's what it's there for. That's what Tom is here for. Yeah. Can I just say this real quick? I like Please. to imagine Un- Undertaker waking up at Sister Abigail's house. He's like in a bed, like an old bed that's too small for him. And he's like, oh, man. And then, then he hears the jangle of a chain. And he sees that his his um his foot is like chained to the wall with a thing. And then right. like Beef Stroganoff comes in like, hungry? And he's got like a real small breakfast for him. Hope you like beef ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Kevin Nash is coming over, and we're going to eat more ravioli. Good Lord. Undertaker's like, let me go. And he's like, can't do that. <laughs> Wish I could help you out. <laughs> he hears him singing in the background. If you need me, I'll be in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> he sees him out the window gardening. Oh, he's waving. <laughs> Uh, Happy to have you. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Taker's eyes just roll back in his head. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> Michelle. Do you want something to read? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I love it. Um, Tom, where can we find you online? Hey, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Tom Sibley. You can find my brother Rob, who I'll be seeing shortly to shoot a movie in Philadelphia, at RM at Sibley. Um, that's both Twitter and Instagram on that, too. Shoot Rob a well hello there. Yeah. And if you're going to any live televised wrestling events, be sure and bring a well hello there sign. Vince, where can we find you on the web? At Vince Averill on Twitter, Time Limit Draw on Tumblr. That's the deal. Rest in. Tumblr. Uh, you guys got any shows coming over or anything? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tweet it or something. This show takes a lot out of us. Uh, this is your old pal Matt McCarthy saying if you want to follow me on the uh, on the internet, uh, go to Twitter at McCarthy Redhead. Go to my website. This is MattMcCarthy.com. Uh and tomorrow night, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, I will be performing on an all-bearded redhead show at Little Joy. Oh. oh. So come check that out. Little Joy, now with 90% less bullets. Son of a bitch. Did you hear about that? What? Yeah. It's a fucking shooting at Little Joy. Yeah. In? Like Jim- some, some underage girl got thrown out and her boyfriend came back with a gun. Jim Hamilton was there shot on a it, second date. Shot it through the curtain. Hit, hit some guy in the leg. No, they slammed the door shut, and, and the guy shot it at the bottom corner, and it some bullets like bounced in and, and hit a guy in the leg. Jesus and, Christ, was this on a Thursday? No. It was uh, uh, Friday night. They caught the kid. Friday night. They caught him. Good. Put his ass away.
Well, anyway. This has been We Watch Wrestling. We sincerely thank you for watching wrestling with us. We're going to go watch wrestling right now. Hey, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm not kidding. <laughs>